This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Tig, 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 tig. Cheryl, 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 Cheryl. We've got a hot one today. Coming in hot. <laughs> what does that mean when people say that? Coming in hot, like your engine's so hot, right? You're in. You're coming in fast because your engine's hot. Coming in hot. <laughs> coming from you. <laughs> coming in, coming in we're, hot. We're real excited about this one. Tig, today uh, we cover a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Murder. Curb your enthusiasm. I don't want you to spill it. Oh. You're spilling it, and we're not. You haven't even started. Well, we talk about Curb frequently because you're the main star of it. Right. Okay. So, right, right. Wait, uh, you we... just accepted that, that you're the main star of Curb? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even flinch. You're just moving along. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, uh, and, and by the way, during this episode, um, I reach out to Larry. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Where do you hear this? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, is this it? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Longshot. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Cheryl. Tig. We're doing it again. This is a really crazy good one, don't you think? I do think so. It's crazy and good enough to where uh, when Stephanie and I were watching it, she turned to me. With a look of, huh? Oh. <laughs> <Jeez>. Wow. <laughs> With a look of, say what? Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> she, she, she said all that with her eyeballs. <laughs> oh, wow. I've never seen this. How many times have you seen it? Uh, this is my second time. Okay. And are you sad that you aren't in it? I was a little, it was just like, wow, why, uh, how come I'm not involved in this? But listen, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh, right, too. right. We're getting right. ahead of ourselves. Mm. What it, was it about? 
Are we just going into it? Yeah. Oh, this is where I get confused. <laughs> oh, this is where I get confused. <laughs> I really do. Okay. I get confused very easily with uh-huh. things that would surprise you. Like, I, I'm always surprised at how, and I'm not calling you stupid. Right. I'm just talking about my stupidity. Mm-hmm. Take this however you want, personalize mm-hmm. it in whatever way you do or don't mm-hmm. want to. But I have really, really stupid ways about myself mm. where like I'm not good with certain patterns and I don't yeah. understand things where you think that I should. Well, there um, are certain words that I will never uh, remember how to spell like tomorrow. I have to look it up every time. <laughs> I can't. What? It's what? tomorrow's. Is tomorrow tomorrow comes easy for you? Oh yeah, okay. um, but I ha- I do have to say that my son is kind of confused about when tomorrow is. Like, oh. yeah. Oh, did you think that I didn't know when tomorrow no, is? No, I understand that you know when tomorrow is, but <laughs> my my son will say things like, "Oh yeah, remember when uh, our friend Cheryl came to visit tomorrow." <laughs> So he gets yesterday and tomorrow confused, and it's pretty cute. I have a friend who, he, English is not his first language. And for some reason, he, his definition of delicious is different Mm. than everyone else's. And he'll say, uh, oh, the air is delicious. You look delicious. It's like, ah, okay. I mean, it sounds like he might have boundary issues. No, he just, he, you know, if he thinks something is very pleasing, uh-huh. he thinks that's the definition of delicious. So he finds you very pleasing, <laughs> it sounds like. Okay. How do you know this man? I'm not going to go into it. How just, no, do listen, you know this, this, this man? Let's get to it. Okay. Tig. All right. Let's what is get... this about? This is a documentary. Oh, just launches right in. What do you mean? You just asked me what it's about. I know, but then you launch into like serious Yeah, no, we have to get, people are listening to this for a reason. People are, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What are the reasons? (laughs) Okay, today we are talking about the documentary Long Shot. Mm -hmm. And let me just say this. Okay. It's slightly confusing because there's also... A movie called Long Shot. And then it's even more confusing because this is a movie. Right. That's that's right. <laughs> so there is a romantic comedy. And this is not. This is not. So it, no. so if you're if you just watch something with Charlize Theron in it. Yeah, if you are a fan of this show and you've been watching documentaries up until this <laughs> point and then looked up the Charlize movie and thought we were discussing that this week well you're in luck because we are (laughs) all right you guys so if if you've watched the seth rogan and Charlize theron theron who people will be very pleased to know talk about please delicious to know (laughs) people will be very delicious to know that stephanie and i took our little cubs to uh the Ojai Inn mm-hmm. in Ojai, California, yeah. to spend a weekend. Yeah. And guess who was staying next door to our Seth own? Rogen? No. Keep Sh- Charlize Theron? Yes, oh. that too. <laughs> she was there with her kids. Was she delicious? 
Um, I have boundaries. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I have boundaries too. Like I'm she just... walks past me and I turn to Stephanie and I'm like, well, hello, delicious. <laughs> I mean, if I had to describe her, I might use the word delicious because she is, you know, she's, she's very pleasing. Cheryl's coming out of the closet this episode. <laughs> And I'm going back in. <laughs> okay, listen. Okay, please. Yeah. Today we're talking about mm-hmm. the documentary Long Shot. Yeah. So if you think it's the Charlize okay, movie. Okay, we've already oh, gone oh, through okay. this. <laughs> Long Shot is a 2017 40-minute documentary. This is a very short documentary. It's from 2017? Yeah. Not wow. That long. I thought it was older. No. I don't need to be yelled at. <laughs> it's about Juan Catalan, a family man who was arrested on a murder charge. And from there, Catalan's, Catalan? Catalan's story <laughs> takes an unexpected turn. As I'm sure the, he's flexible with the, the pronunciation of his last name <laughs> after everything he went through. I'm sure yeah, just this like, is the least of his stories. Um, it takes an un- unexpected turn. Now I feel like I'm... I'm spilling the beans in the very, the very first moment of this podcast. Okay, if you haven't seen this and you want to... If you have seen Charlize's movie, <laughs> then nothing we down. say will matter. But listen... And if you saw the correct movie, still nothing will matter. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, this documentary does have twists and turns. So if you haven't seen it and you want... To enjoy those surprises, then pause now. But if you don't care, then keep listening. Okay, so his story takes a turn as the hit HBO comedy (laughs) Curb Your Enthusiasm, starring Cheryl Hines, suddenly becomes a crucial component of the case. And the documentary is directed by Jacob Lemondola. (laughs) Big fan. I don't know if I have the emphasis on the right syllable. Lemondola. Lemondola. Anyway. Again, we have no fact checkers. <laughs> it's, and it's available on Netflix. All right. You please, know what let's... we could do? We hmm. could do an episode, which I think we should do, mm-hmm. about a, a doc that doesn't even exist. And we could oh. just make up stuff for an hour and we wouldn't lose listeners. Can I tell you, I did that when I was in school. I was supposed to do a book report in Florida. In Florida, we mm-hmm. have a very great public school system in Florida, and I was supposed to read a book and then do an oral report, and I decided, I'll just make up my own book. <laughs> it, was, it was really... This Wait, book. is it because you were too poor to get a book? <laughs> I was too lazy. I was too okay. lazy. And it was awful because it was about these sisters, and one of them had cancer, and the other one was trying to raise money for her surgery, and she learned how to play the guitar, and she raised money for the surgery, and the sister died. This is a terrible... And my what te- was it called? I don't remember the name. I don't... And my teacher was like, I have never heard of that book. I said, well, it's a sad one. As you how old were you? I was in high school. No. Yes, Tig. Oh, okay. I wasn't see, a great student. I wasn't. See, a great I I have a similar but different story. Okay. One of my favorite childhood books was called Ribsy. Okay. Okay. Beverly Cleary is a, a book about a dog that was, you know, had ribs. 
Well, but you know, he's skinny. Oh, 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 I see, I see. Yeah. So his name was Ribsy. And I love that book, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. And the first year in school that I did a book report, I did it on Ribsy. Okay. And my passion for Ribsy really shined through in my book report. Excellent. My book report, my top notch grade. Yeah. Well, you know what? What happened? Why not do it again the next year when there's a book report? <laughs> a so I turned teacher? Is this a different, different teacher, okay. different year, mm-hmm. turned in another Ribsy book report. <laughs> Guess what? Uh uh-uh. uh. It kept going. <laughs> year after year, I would pull out the old Ribsy book report. <laughs> and and uh, finally, in seventh grade, my teacher <laughs> called me up to her desk and she said, um, Tig, Ribsy was not on the book list. Oh. And that's how much I did not listen in class. I didn't know right. there was a book list. Right. I was years beyond when you could be turning in Ribsy. Right. I mean, people Ribsy's were doing like a 10 page book. Yeah. Probably... Well, <laughs> it pictures. was more than that. But, oh. the, you know, people were doing like Anne Frank and, <laughs> yeah, you know, people You're were. Doing the skinny dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People, people are. Like, People are doing like 1984 and things like that. You're, yes, yeah. and I'm like, Ribsy was a nice dog. <laughs> oh, my God. And okay. he had a pesky flea that he could never get rid of. <laughs> I think that was one of the chapters was Ribsy and the pesky flea. Oh my God. <laughs> <And> okay. <laughs> Okay. Tig, we have yeah. got to listen. People yeah, came. We don't need to. People came for nobody's a long here, shot, and we're going to give them nobody's long here. Shot. Okay. So the story is, like I said, there was this guy named Juan who was charged with murder mm-hmm. and arrested because there was an eyewitness that said they saw him at the crime. They mm-hmm. saw him do it. And they just went and arrested him, and that's where it begins, right? Mm-hmm. So he has this great attorney. How did he get that attorney? Do you remember? <laughs> Todd Melnick. Mm. Uh, you know, with just 40 minutes in the film, you'd think that we would have caught everything. <laughs> did you get up and get little snacks during? I, you know, it's just that I can remember some things and not other things. Yeah. Do you want to hear? Should we listen to Ted, Todd Melnick? Sure. If Ted's there, we'll listen. <laughs> Ted or Todd. We are really off to the races. When I first met Juan, I was in a criminal defense practice, as I had been for probably you know, 10 years. Naturally, I asked him about the facts of the case. I got this story um, that I wasn't expecting. I didn't even know what the evidence was. I didn't know how many witnesses they claimed they had. I didn't know anything. I asked him, was the death penalty mentioned? Yes, death penalty was mentioned. I mean, I just had a gut feeling. There's just no way this kid could have committed a murder. I mean, it just seemed completely out of his character. And so I told him, I'm going to get you out of here. Oh, Todd. Oh. I like his confidence. I know. A little bit cocky, but I like that in a an attorney. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people you want to be cocky. Like I had my, um, I had a bunion removed, and Cheryl, the, the guy that did Cheryl, my we surgery. have Cheryl, Cheryl, we have a good following, <laughs> and I don't want people 
throwing up and deleting their subscription. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The guy that that did the doctor that did my surgery was very cocky, and even before the surgery, he's flipping through his phone, showing me pictures, and just like, don't of what? worry, of people's feet. <laughs> like before How do you get a bunion? I don't know that it's. Listen, it could be that I was on my feet. Because I waitressed and bartended for so long. But what's happening? Is like a toe going crooked or something? It's, you know, let's not, you're right. We're get. let's not get off it's on. It's disgusting. Bun- I'm just saying some people, you're happy when they're cocky. Like lawyers, doctors. You want a cocky bunion remover. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> you really do. You don't want somebody being like, hi, yeah. Let me see. I'm I could probably get. I could probably get that off there. Let me try. Yeah, I'll give, yeah, it, I'll a give it. I'll give it. Sometimes yeah. it works. Yeah. You want the guy that's like, you want to see some great Ooh, before and gross. afters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Don, Don, Todd Melnick, <laughs> Don, Ted. <laughs> Were you calling him Ted before? No. Todd Melnick just believed that Juan was innocent. He uh-huh. felt like he he couldn't have committed this murder which i find wait really fast mm-hmm. um have you not had other cocky doctors was it only the bunion removal <laughs> man <laughs> he was because like the only I, one I remember i mean i i took uh my kids well, well one of my kids to an eye doctor um during the pandemic and I, he's a pediatric is would that be it yeah, a pediatric eye right. doctor okay and he uh was very very cocky and mm. got my son's attention like my son was so scared to go to the doctor but he was very taken by this man who just like really sat down with a lot of confidence and talked to us with you know this hey i could get a bunion off of anything kind of <laughs> attitude you know and it's it's effective right you were like oh this is our person uh-huh yeah, yeah. we want to be yeah because you want the person that's like yeah no and- problem i got it to the point where before the doctor's appointment, my son was terrified to go. And then after the appointment, he was so enamored with this man Aww. that when we were driving someplace one day, <laughs> he asked that we could drive past the doctor's office so he could see the doctor's office again. That's cute. It was pretty cute. And That's so very sweet. We were nowhere near it, but we drove across. Town. You did? That's so sweet. Well, we're nice parents. It sounds like it. Yeah. My mom would have been like, um, no. We don't have enough gas money. Exactly. That's right, Tig. Make fun if you want, but that is right. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. 
now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right. Um, okay, so so Todd Melnick takes on this case. And he asks Juan... So, so the reason they arrested Juan for this crime is because this girl sadly, tragically, was murdered, Martha Puebla. And she had testified in court. um, And Juan was in court because Juan's brother was being charged for something. And, Mm. um, and Martha was in the courtroom, but she didn't even testify that day. But they Mm -hmm. just decided, oh, somebody said they saw the guy Mm-hmm. And then they sat down with a, an artist, the sketch artist, mm-hmm. and the sketch artist drew a sketch, which, by the way, could have been anyone. That could look like anybody. Yeah, I thought if, it was honestly, me. <laughs> if you had a mustache, it would look exactly like you. Yeah, which, I mean, by the way, I do in this <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> it's, it's time for a while. <laughs> Um, oh God. Okay. So yeah. when you watch the film, you're like, wow, I cannot believe that that's why they arrested him from a Uh sketch. And they have like, they have a picture, pictures of eight different guys that look exactly like that sketch. Mm -hmm. So they arrest him and Todd Melnick, you know, is trying to put the puzzle together of what happened that night. Where Mm -hmm. was Juan that night? And where was he, Tig? He was, uh, I think I might have gotten snacks then. No, he oh. was at he was at a Dodgers game, Cheryl. He was at a Dodgers game. and With his daughter. With his six-year-old daughter. Yeah. Um, so Todd Melnick, the yeah. attorney, goes to Dodger Stadium, says, can I look at all your footage? He sees where they were sitting, mm-hmm. but... It wasn't clear enough. It was so grainy that you couldn't even make out the images enough. Right, right. But, I mean, if you were wanting to let this guy off, you could definitely. Uh, that's how I felt in that moment mm, of. Really? I don't care how grainy it is. You can pretty much see that that's him and his daughter. And his you didn't feel that way? Uh, I mean, if you know roughly where he's sitting and then you see this mustache man sitting next to a six-year-old at the Dodgers game? Uh, wouldn't well, you be there like... were well, almost 30,000 people there. I mean, if I, if I was the opposing attorney, I'd say, of course, there's more than one person there with their six-year-old daughter. You know, how do we know that's him? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he would be a great attorney. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, because... <laughs> Just because I rest my case. Yeah. Um, so, so Todd. I, well, I'd be a cocky attorney. <laughs> I'd be like, uh-huh. And you know what? I'll rip your bunions off right here and right now. 
I think maybe we should. I think maybe we should edit out the bunion stuff because you're right. People no, don't. Okay. Uh, so, so Todd is now talking to Juan, and he's like, "What else was going on that day? What do you remember about the the game?" Mm-hmm. And he, and Juan is remembering a lot of stuff, like the ninth inning is really mm-hmm. good. They stayed, you know. And was this not televised? This game? Yes, it was televised, but you. Know, uh, but they're not going to have a close up of Juan and his uh, and his daughter. What? Well, you know, you just made the most um, just angry face at me. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? What did I tell you earlier? I don't what? understand things that I should. <laughs> okay? It's a surprise twist about how my brain works. Well, it's a, that's a fair question. So, Thank I mean, you. All of a sudden, you come around. <laughs> I'm sure this attorney looked through all the footage. I'm sure this is like the best he could come up with was the grainy, grainy footage. Can you imagine going through that footage? No. At, at first, it would be like, this and is a in great slow idea. Motion. He, yeah. he did it in slow motion. Right. And if I had the idea where I, I thought, well, I'm going to look through the footage of the fans, I, I would at first think this is a great idea I've had. <laughs> and then, and then about into a it. minute in... <laughs> A minute into slow motion, I would be like, Ugh, I, I don't care. I yeah. can't. You know, Whatever I, happens, happens. Yeah. You were, I really hope I get arrested and you're my attorney. Because I would feel so confident. I'm not an attorney. Maybe you should be. I'm saying you've got skills. But can I tell you who the opposing uh, prosecutor, is that right? Opposing, pro- are they both prosecutors? No. 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 So, so the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Her name was Beth Silverman, and she had never lost a case. She was cocky. She could rip a bunion off of anyone, anyone's <laughs> foot, that one. I'll tell her, you what. Her watch ne- your, hold on to your bunions, folks. <laughs> please don't let this be about bunions. I'm begging Is you, Is that please. a good catchphrase? <laughs> no, please. Hold on to your bunions, folks. Please don't let this be about bunions. Let's put that on the mug. How about, hold on to your bunions, folks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I know. When I open my attorney, my law practice, I'll have an ad on a um, on a bench, on a yeah. bus bench. Yeah. That'll be like, hold on to your bunions, folks. <laughs> you know what, Tig? Yes. I don't think you should mock my bunions or my talented doctor that removed one of them. I still have one. <laughs> you do? Why did you not have the other disgusting bunion removed? You can't do them twice. You can't do them at the same time. Okay, but when did you get the last bunion taken off? Oh, gosh. It was like eight years ago or something. Well, yeah, it's time to move over. But when do you have time to be off of your feet? You have so much time, (laughs) it shocks me. And and you have an assistant. You have any time I text and say, "Hey, can we move it to this day or this time?" <laughs> you always write by, "Yep, I'm free." Like within thirty seconds. Yes, because I have nothing else going on. <laughs> I'd be like, "Yep, I can do." Oh, let me look. Yeah, yeah, I can do. Yep. It. I can. Do- <laughs> There's not even time to look. I mean, as soon as I shoot a text, I'm like, "Hey, can can we do this in like blah 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 time this day?" But listen, it's no an ele- problem. It's, it's an elective surgery, so it's like. They're, it's during a pandemic, and they're not going to, you know. Listen, I guess it's not a priority, but before the pandemic, you could have gotten that I thing. Don't, I don't Anyway. Confidently ripped off your foot. <laughs> okay. So you know what they called Beth Silverman, the prosecutor? Mm. 
who was accusing him of murder. Her nickname was Sniper. Because she liked to pick people off with the death penalty. So she was calling for the death penalty for Juan. Uh, You know, I hope she's listening right now. I'm sure she is. Yeah, who is it? Name one person that's not listening right now. (laughs) (laughs) Name one. Name one person that is not listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing dog. No, you know what? I think laughing dog secretly listens. Came back Mm -hmm. and then heard that we were talking about him. Mm -hmm. It's a him, right? It's got to be. I'm assuming. There's no girl walking around calling herself laughing dog. So, yeah. Hello, laughing dog. We see you. (laughs) In fact, we have tracked your computer. And we know exactly where you are. We know where you live. And And we we know that that you listen. listen to every single episode. You know what? Everyone at home right now say hello, laughing dog. <laughs> Don't you look foolish, laughing dog? <laughs> okay, okay, back on track. So Todd Melnick, the attorney, is talking to Juan, and Juan says, "I think they were shooting something in the stands that day because it was annoying. I couldn't sit down in my seat when I wanted to because they were." Mm. There were cameras. And the best part of this part of the film, that is not the Charlize Theron movie, the best part of this movie is that it was at a time where nobody was familiar with Curb Your Enthusiasm, and they were just referring it, referring to it as that show on HBO. <laughs> and just seeing Larry David walk through the aisles and people not freak out. He's yeah. basically just waving and thanking people. And Yeah. So they were shooting an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm that day. Yeah. And uh, so Curb Your Enthusiasm started in uh, 2000, roughly. So yeah, in 2003, they're shooting an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And, and that's why they were shooting there that day. And like you said, no, no, Larry David's not even registering on people's radar. <laughs> He's just walking around doing his lines and people are like, sit down. We're trying to watch the game. Right. And they were using a very long lens Mm -hmm. because they didn't want to disrupt and they didn't want to, uh, you know, they were trying to do it as probably cheaply, let's be honest. And Um, I know you tried to whisper there, but I still feel like people (laughs) heard you. Um, (laughs) Now, Cheryl, Mm -hmm. you sent Larry a text earlier. Has he responded? Yeah, he has. Okay. What was your text to him? I said, hey, we're recording a podcast with Tignataro doing long shot. Would you like for me to read a text message for our listeners? Mm -hmm. And he said, what's long shot? (laughs) (laughs) I said, the documentary, murder, curb. And he wrote back, ah, and that's it. That's what we got. So enjoy that. Can you now respond to ah and say, there's nothing um, to say. Tig is wondering. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Come on. Tig is wondering if ah means yes, you're thinking of something to say. No, he's not going to respond to that. He's going to, believe me, he's moved on. Listen, I don't think he's going to respond to that, but it's still fun to send it to him. Tig is wondering if that means... By ah, you mean 
Let me take a moment to think about my reply and what I would like for you to share. This is a long text. Well, this is getting you know, it's ridiculous. No, come on. Our listeners oh, are on they, the edge of their they seats. Aren't. They want to mm-hmm. hear about this documentary. Right, but Larry was a huge part of solving this case. Oh, my gosh. All Whereas right. you weren't. <laughs> Okay, can you let's just talk about it while I type. Okay, this what, is not what at is, all interesting for Nobody thought it was. <laughs> okay, where are you in the text? Oh gosh. Dearest Larry. Tig is wondering if by awe if uh, by awe you mean let me take a moment to think about oh my, God. my reply for your audience. Okay. Perfect. The so then Todd Melnick. Should we yep. just call him Todd or Mr. Melnick? No, Todd. It doesn't matter. Um Todd The male attorney. Todd, yeah, the male attorney, Todd contacts Curb Your Enthusiasm and, and tells him the situation and asks, could he sit down and watch all of the raw footage? Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, Larry said yes, because Larry is very locked down. I mean, he is locked down about the, there are no scripts, it's all improvised, but they, but there are story outlines. You know, I have to sign papers saying I won't tell anybody. I have to, the first three years of shooting Curb, I didn't even see the story outlines. I would just go to work and ask what we're doing. <laughs> I would be like, what so is this scene about? That brings me to this new season of Curb. Can you tell us what? <laughs> okay. So he goes through all the footage. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, he finds Juan and his daughter. Mm-hmm. Very clear footage clear footage of them coming back from getting snacks or going to the bathroom it's them i'm telling you this documentary (sighs) is a gigantic commercial for that male attorney oh my god for todd well now you're calling him todd you can call him the male attorney i like to call him todd i feel like i've said it enough now that i feel very comfortable with it Mm. cocky (laughs) (laughs) okay so now Mm mm-hmm Beth Silverman, Ugh, the sniper. Sniper. Yeah, is like, well, what time is he at Dodger Stadium? And then the time, you know, there are timestamps on raw footage. It tells you exactly what time of day it is, and the murder was committed after that game. So the sniper was like, hey, he could have gone and done it after, right? And um, then they started having to figure out, you know how to prove that it wasn't him and and then they started looking at phone calls that ping mm-hmm. on the towers yeah which by the way makes you think don't you think it's a good idea to just like text or call somebody every so often in case you're ever accused of murder and it's like well i i texted tig at two in the morning so i couldn't have been what? there well, I mean, is if somebody, you're texting me at two in the morning to ensure that you're not yeah, accused falsely of accused, then yeah. it seems like maybe you're guilty of something. <laughs> I'm just I saying. mean, that's like the behavior of a, a psychopath. If I was like, oh, my alarm's going off. I'm like, I have to text Cheryl. So what would the text be at two in the morning? It would just be. Just checking in in case I'm accused of murder. Yeah, just like you up. That type of thing. And then if you are up, we could talk. And then if you're not, just let it let it lie. You know what I mean? You don't have to answer. It just needs a ping. No matter what time of day I get a text mm-hmm. 
or no matter what time of day Stephanie gets a text, mm-hmm. we both always say, um, who's who's texting you at this hour? Oh. <laughs> Even if it's like 11 in the afternoon. Yeah. That's right. Like it. It. Nice. 11 in the morning. Okay. 11 is not afternoon. <laughs> okay. It's right before noon. We are really not getting along in this. No. We have a lot. I feel of- like you started with an attitude. I feel like you've had an attitude recently. Well, like I'm, you're too I'm, good for. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get. Like a, you, st- you. I feel like you've started to take this podcast very seriously, and you have your little outline, and you really want to yeah, get through all the yes, beats, and you yes. want people. I've listened to some of these podcasts, and sometimes I'm listening, and I'm thinking, we've gone for forty minutes without even talking about the documentary. That's why people tune in. People <laughs> feel like the less about the doc. The better. They don't. Not everybody feels that way. Laughing Dog. It's you and Laughing Dog taking this so seriously. Listen, this is a very serious uh, story. Okay. You know, it's really funny is to think back on like our first five episodes where we really weren't. We were trying to to focus on the documentary. We were trying to remember things from the documentary. (laughs) So to go back and listen to that now. Especially for us or our our listeners that have really gotten accustomed to the nonsense. Mm-hmm. If you really want a hearty laugh, go back and listen to the sincerity mm-hmm. of the early episodes. When we were, Just we, before Metallica, I would say. Yeah, we were really trying. Like Tiger yeah. King. Like, we, I'm sure we were. Oh, we yeah. Were really, we were, tr- we were, were trying. Talking about it in a serious way. Oh, yeah. It is so funny. You know what? Have you ever watched this show, Locked Up? No. Oh, about prisoners? I mean, I gathered. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the show, Locked Up. And what's interesting is all the prisoners say that they're not guilty. Of course. So it's just fascinating that Juan would tell Todd, I'm not guilty. And Todd would believe him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he believed him in a very sincere way. Yeah. Anyway, I would make a terrible attorney because I would be like, oh, you didn't do it? Okay. I know there's some people where they just seem really sketchy and obviously lying about things. And I think as you get older, you start to learn certain telltale signs and tics that people have. But there are people, I feel like where you can really kind of tell is the moments that they share where you go, oh, right, they're thinking in those terms or from that angle because they're innocent. Right. Like in this one, because when one of them said, I don't know if it was the sniper, but said Juan didn't even know where he was on the 12th of blah, blah, blah. And Juan, when you they talked to him, he said, well, how would you remember that specific date? Right. You know, I had to go back and think about where I was and what I was doing. Right. But yeah, you're right. If he was a murderer, he would be like, oh, that night I drove through Burger King and then I went home. I sat down for 10 minutes and then I went and got something, you know, and those murderers really like. Go to Burger King. (laughs) That wasn't the moral of the story, but they do over elaborate with, you know, lots of details. He also had a lot of emotion in him. (gasps) Because... They brought up his six-year-old daughter to the stand. 
Yeah. To talk about what happened. And that is, I just felt for him knowing he was innocent and knowing that his child is seeing him in this. I know. Position. It, it's just humiliating. Humiliating. And you just, you get the feeling that this was a decent man. Yeah. And I would just, you know, believe it or not, I like to think that I'm a pretty decent person. Oh. And I would be devastated for my child to see me um i can't i can't imagine falsely accused of something it's unimaginable and it was really sad too when juan was saying when he was in jail and he clearly knew he didn't do it i thought it was very telling that he thought i know people get exonerated but a lot of times it's 20 years or 30 Mm -hmm. years later yeah which also sounds like someone who's innocent Right. Someone who's like, well, I might be in here for 20 years before they figure out that I'm innocent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what I mean. Those Ugh. kind of little mm-hmm. insights, I think, tell more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so to make a long story, yeah, actually, it's not a long story. It's a 40-minute story, which is It's refreshing. actually a long shot. Uh, good night, everybody. Well, are you going to bed? By the way, I want you to know that Larry has not texted back, just as I said he wouldn't. Well, then here's, a, here's another text to send yeah. to Nope, him. I'm not going Dear to Dear Larry. Nope. Mm-mm. Which, by the way, that's how my stepfather texts. Dear <laughs> Tig. <laughs> yes. That's how my, when my mom calls, she goes, hey, Cheryl, it's your mama. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thank you. Make room for mama. <laughs> Yeah, my stepfather's like, dear Tig, um, I received the painting of the boys, and I'll cherish it for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Love, Rick. Aw, that's very sweet. It's very sweet. Otherwise, you would have no idea who that was from. No idea, especially looking at his name in my... In your contacts. So, oh, I thought this was very interesting, too. So, the judge... This woman, who was the judge? Lee, uh, Leslie Dunn. I liked her. Yeah. I liked her. Yeah. And you know what? Leslie yeah. was done with this. Thank hey. you. Good night. I'm going to bed too. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Judge Leslie Dunn. You know, she was listening to all, all of this. And she said she, wa- she wanted to take the interrogation tapes home of Juan when he was interrogated. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was kind of funny, mm-hmm. that she listened to Listen them to him with, her, with kid. her kids. Like, yeah. how old were her kids? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, why do the kids need to chime in? <laughs> right. And and that's who's making decisions. <laughs> this guy. Well, this is a very hard case, so I'm going to run it past my children. And then we will resume... On Monday, after the kids have been able to listen to all the facts of the case. It was a little bit odd. It was so odd, but I still liked her. I did too. Because to be fair, I think I'd ask Max and Finn. I trust them. (laughs) How old are they? Four. They're four and a half, but, you know, they were performing surgery on Papa Grande today. So Papa Grande? What is that? That's their grandfather. Uh, Oh, I thought that was like some fast food. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a, a burrito. burrito. <laughs> it's a drive-through burrito. <laughs> yeah, two Papa Grandes. <laughs> but yeah, they were uh, 
they were performing surgery mm. on Papa Grande so this they know. morning. They're, so they they know. just they're pretty advanced. Okay, so yeah, you would run it by them. Oh, for sure. So she listened to everything, and she decided Juan was innocent. Her, she and her kids decided. <laughs> And there was no way that he could have committed this murder. And so I just picture her bringing these tapes home and that she has like lazy teenagers that are lounging on couches, chomping on gum, just like, yeah, this guy's a tool, you know, in my mind, they were like seven and eight. Uh-huh. And they're all eating like macaroni and cheese and fish sticks. And she's like, no, no, shh, shh, listen to this part. And the kids are like, what are we listening? I'm picturing mac and cheese and fish sticks, but in like that teenager eating you out of house and home type of situation <laughs> where just like piles of it. On just the couch. bags of Doritos <laughs> and like a lot of acne and um, deciding who's going to live <laughs> yeah. and who's going to die. Right. Oh, but anyway, the good news is, sadly, six months later, mm-hmm. Juan got out of prison. Yeah, but thankfully he got out. He got out. And let me ask you this. And I'm not I'm not making a judgment. I'm not just saying I'm not Sounds like you're about to make a judgment. <laughs> There's something about you know when people hug and they're excited to hug and it's usually like a guy and a girl and and the guy like picks up the girl and spins her around. Well, I've seen it happen. Right, like on I don't oh, have a huge that's history. Has never happened to you? No, of course that has not. Never happened to you? Look at me. It's what you're tiny. It's not like actually. You know what? You I dated this girl that was uh, <laughs> six feet tall, oh. and we were uh, living in New York for yeah. a brief time. She was doing a play, and I mm-hmm. was doing a comedy job. And she used to pick me up <laughs> and carry me on her hip. No. Like a baby. Yes, Mm-mm. and walk. That's not cute. Around I don't the like, streets of I don't Manhattan. like a story. I don't okay, like the story. But... I don't even want to. Th- just thinking about you like that, just it's <laughs> so disturbing. It's so, so dis. She... You know what? It's, that is like when grown-ups dress like babies for Halloween in a diaper. I can't bear. Okay, I can't but bear she to and I were it. laughing hysterically while she was doing it. <laughs> okay. I was just saying, when he got out of prison, mm-hmm. and Juan was so grateful to Todd, when they hugged, Juan picked him up and spun him around. Oh, And right. I just thought, um, is that emasculating? <laughs> or, is, or don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Todd just like, he just saved his life. I mean, don't emasculate him in front of... In front of everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Did you feel that or that was just me? I think that's you from like mm. the straight identifying mm. world where, mm. you know. I'm not, I'm not um, fluid enough. Uh-huh. So a guy, listen, if a guy wants to pick up and troll another guy around, that's, yeah, of course he should be able to do that. But I'm just saying, if you're not romantically <laughs> linked, if you're not romantically linked. You know what I mean? It's like I mean, even pos- if you, even <laughs> possibly a lot of women who are out on a date with their handsome husband in a suit wouldn't be psyched to turn and find another <laughs> man picking up their husband and twirling. Around. Well, 
Where you're like, uh, honey, (laughs) it's just like, put my husband down (laughs) so I can still be attracted to him. But listen, it was a, it's a great, it is a great, oh, and then also he got a settlement. Mm -hmm. Juan got a settlement. Like what, 300,000? Yeah, $320,000. I wonder what he did. Juan, if you are listening, and we know he is. DMS. Will you write in and let us know what you did with that cash? Yeah. But it was, did you love the story? I did. I loved the story. And like I said, at one point, Stephanie did turn to me like, Elsa! (laughs) I mean, at the idea of somebody was put in prison and could have been uh, given the death penalty without yeah. anybody without anybody giving it a second thought yeah it really makes you it keeps you mindful of those that are wrongfully accused and yeah and you really get to see inside the world and the person and the family and the life of somebody who is so wrongfully accused and you can't rely on a tv show to get you off the hook so make sure to text your friends in the middle of the night all the time yeah text or call mm-hmm. Ping would, you it. Prefer, would you prefer that i call i prefer text okay because then if i if i'm awake i and if i'm not i don't need to call what about me. during the day um oh you don't need me calling during the day <laughs> I don't need you calling me just for a ping. Right, but how do you feel when I just call you normally? Oh, yeah, if you have something to say. (laughs) (laughs) What if I'm just calling? If you're just calling to say hi. If you're just calling to say hi, that's also okay. But if you're just calling to prove that you're innocent of a murder accusation. Then I clearly murdered someone. You should text. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Okay, um... Since we didn't hear from Larry by text, we're mm-hmm. excited to share that he did call into the show. No, he didn't. Oh. No, this is from the documentary. Maybe, I don't know, every few years somebody will bring it up or something and I'll tell the story. Maybe I'll tell it at a party how I uh, got a guy off from murder, you know, um, impress a date with it. I, I don't know. He's got a cute voice. Doesn't he have a cute voice? Nope. Um, wow. You don't think he, you don't you don't find his voice attractive? <laughs> I mean, it's not really what I'm looking for in a voice. <laughs> what are you looking for? Um, female voices? Oh god, that again. Okay. Uh, so that's our that's our story. I think it's time to move on to our final segment. Uh-huh. Shall we? Yep. It's time for a happily ever after thoughts where yep. we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Were you attracted to anyone? Well, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) this is so stupid. So stupid. But I have to be honest. I'm always so excited to get to this part. Yeah. Well, it. Listen, Mm -hmm. I. It depends on what you call. It depends on wait, how we define it. And it's so stupid because when you think of our first five episodes, 
We never would have ended our show with who were you attracted to? <laughs> no. Okay, so who no. were you attracted to? Well, I mean, if the question is, if we're all going to die in 20 minutes, you know, I would, I would want to make out with Larry David. Did you have that feeling? Wow. <laughs> no. So do you, you have a thing for Larry David? Well, I do love Larry. Right. I mean, but, I don't, uh, but I'm just saying, but if I, but Cheryl. if the definition is, if the definition of attracted to is someone that you want to be stuck in the elevator with, that would be Todd. Oh, okay. Well, how about, how about you? Um, Juan. Oh yeah. He was, I know he was very cute. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. So you have a thing for Larry David. It's not a thing. I have a, I have a love for him if the world was ending yeah you know what i mean the world is ending <laughs> it's ending fast okay who would you want to have dinner with larry david oh just because he has a cute voice now you're mocking me he does have a cute voice yeah and he is interesting he's yeah. fun but no, you, don't, you don't want to be stuck in an elevator with him because he's very neurotic and all you would hear is him complain until they fix the elevator. Right. Well, doesn't he complain even before the elevator is broken? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. You, can't, you know, you don't want to be stuck there for a long time. I think I would like to have dinner with Todd. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a, he seems pretty uh, fantastic, don't you think? Yeah, I liked him for sure. Or, ju or Judge Dunn. Oh, yeah. Or mm. her kids. <laughs> have, I, mean, I would have dinner with Judge Dunn's kids. Yeah. They're very smart, wise yeah. people. And find out who they threw the book at previously. <laughs> and Cheryl, did you cry? I did not. Okay. I got choked up a little when, uh -huh. when the daughter was testifying and he and Juan was really crying it was just so emotional did you cry I did not but it was joyful there were moments of joy that I almost cried yeah mm -hmm. where I almost cried yeah oh I'm surprised that you didn't cry why I don't know it seems like you like to cry <laughs> <laughs> I like to cry I love it I'm going to go sit in my little cry room. <laughs> oh, I can't get that image of you being carried around like a baby. I don't like it. I can't. This Wait, is gonna be here's, you know why you're having trouble with it? Hmm. I know. Ex I've realized now why you're having trouble. Why? Because you find it emasculating for me. <laughs> it is. That is true. <laughs> that is true. I'm realizing it. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, imagine if you were an attorney and and you, and your client walked by and you were being carried around wait, on somebody's hip. I'm not like, an attorney. <laughs> but but why do you see me in such a way that you find it emasculating? Whereas if I guess I I look up to you and think that you, you look up to me. Yeah. <laughs> I do not. Are you crying? You do not look up to me. Well, I mean, I mean, in a way, you know, in a way that's like 
oh, here's a person who's sure of themselves. They know where they stand in the world. And that person, I don't think, would be somebody who would let somebody else carry them on their hip down in in the middle of Manhattan. For for silliness sakes. Mm -mm. Not because I'm like, I I don't want to walk. (laughs) It's for silliness sake. I don't like it. Okay. okay. Wow. We agree to disagree. We agree. <laughs> we agree to disagree. You don't think it's emasculating? Oh, well, I have a surprise for you. I'm female. <laughs> well, all these years later. You, listen, you've got a little. You've got a little in you. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not breaking news here, am I? I got a little what? <laughs> you got a little. You've got a little masculine flair. Okay, now if yeah. you saw somebody, if I if you saw me carrying Rachel on my hip, I also would not like that. <laughs> I don't think. I don't who think could I carry on my nobody, hip? Nobody, not an adult. Adults should once again, adults shouldn't be carried that way, and they shouldn't wear diapers on Halloween ever. This shouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> these are things. These are things that should never happen. <laughs> I love how you <laughs> do not like it if an adult. What about if you're having serious medical problems and you're an adult and you end up in a diaper, which I have? Well, get the, put something on over your diaper. <laughs> I mean, don't walk around the house in just a diaper. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's okay if you One have to do it. One of those little diaper covers where you snap. Like no. The, like a, I would rather somebody walk like around a onesie? with a, a kilt. So what, what if I was wearing a diaper and a onesie and I toddled like a baby okay. like this mm-hmm. over to you? I would not acknowledge you. <laughs> I would not even, I would not even acknowledge you because then I feel like I would be, you know, fueling the fire and you'd keep doing it more if I gave you any sort of, you know, feedback. Should we do true fan mail? I would love to, please, yes. So today this is from OB185XYXY. And the subject matter is don't listen while brushing your teeth. I've listened to this while doing many things, but yesterday was the first time I had... I had it on while I was brushing my teeth. I was trying so hard not to laugh, but couldn't keep myself from smiling. Every time my stupid face gave in, my electric toothbrush wildly sprayed toothpaste and spit across my bathroom. I've got quite a mess on my hands now. Do not listen while you're brushing your teeth. You are not strong enough. This show's good. This show is good. (laughs) Now, this is not us trying to encourage people to not brush their teeth. Right. Everybody should. Do you floss? I floss a lot. Do uh-huh. you? Yeah. I floss once, often twice a day. Yeah. You know what I, I think about a lot with hmm. you and your teeth? Hmm. Was mm-hmm. the time. They're big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're big. You know how you have those weird thoughts that just enter your mind regularly? And one of mm-hmm. them is your teeth. And about how somebody asked if yours were fake, and you're like, "Why would I get teeth this big?" If I was, if I was ordering teeth, like, why would I go this big? You know what I mean? Extra it's, large. <laughs> like, I would dial it down a little. Why? Yeah, I like that. People, people are always like, "Yeah, why did you get such big teeth?" It's like, 
I didn't order these. Uh, shoot. Okay. Right. Um, that's it. Great. That's it. Well, my, um, my, Mm-mm. uh, Mm-mm. what? I don't say your book. Yeah, my book. Uh, I'm just a person. And then also when, when check did that out, come out? When well, did that 2015. Come out? Okay, but also One Mississippi on Amazon. Great series. Okay. Are we doing this again? You know, I was in a movie called Nine Lives. Uh-huh. Were you a cat? No, I was an ex-wife. But once again, I told you, Christopher Walken was the only person that could talk to the cat. Oh, right. Right. Oh, Tig, uh, Larry just replied. What did he say? He said it meant, oh, that. See? He had, yeah, I told you. That was worth what, it. I no, said, I, don't, don't text him. He's not. He's I'm not glad we did him. that. I'm oh, glad we did that. <laughs> we are once again going to agree to disagree. Should we do it again? Yes. Yeah, let's do it again. All right. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Tig Notaro, and Cheryl Hines. It's produced by Gabi Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really, really appreciate the reviews. You can email us at tigandcherylTrueStory at gmail.com. And next week, we will be talking about framing Britney Spears. That was a HeadGum Podcast.